0: Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL oh. My legal counsel Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL my legal counsel. It's of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel.
1: Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Coming at you live on a gorgeous Sydney portier Sunday afternoon. Just before the Sunday ticket. 31st of May. Last day of autumn. Um, we are coming towards the conclusion of round three. Would you believe it? We've been on a self-imposed hiatus. We've been thinking league. We've been talking league, but now we've been able to watch league. One of the most enjoyable, joyous three or four days that we've had, quite frankly, since March. And nobody I'd rather share it with than our Melbourne correspondent, Jack Muir. How's it going, mate?
0: Yeah, very good, Ree, Harry, Nice to hear your voice again. Um, yeah, I, I would say the, the football being on show in this, this round three has just left round one and two for dead for mine. I mean, I was worried about the, uh, I guess the, the, you know, always round ones, always a bit, you know, uh, clung, clunky and stuff with, uh, combinations and everything, but, I honestly think the league's been Like, I mean, I don't know, just in terms of entertainment value, it's been great compared to even round one and two. And look, I'm sure we're going to touch on it more, but I mean, do you put it down to just these slight, um, slight rule changes that have just, they have, they, I think they've done the job they're supposed to. I mean, we're round one into them. Will other teams start to work around them? I'm sure they will, but geez, I've enjoyed it. And it's just, and I think, It's uh, You can't underestimate how much this is going to do for a lot of male men's mental health. I mean, it's just, this week at the end, there's just been, things have just got back to normal.
1: So much to unpack there. But before we do that, because there's basically a lot of issues there, there's an hour's worth of chat within that little soliloquy from you. I'm just cracking open a rushes in my car, given um, newborn slash three-year-old issues. I had to go out to the car to record, so you know um just enjoying a rishas thanks again to the sponsors who stuck stuck with us through at the pandemic um nothing refreshes like rishas so back onto the first point i think we've had 67 days um since the last round i'm like you i'm surprised at the standard of football there's a lot of errors but i think it's 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 basically like playing a refreshed version of the game the the new rules and let's unpack the new rules so first things first the ruck infringement six again rule so essentially if anyone infringes in the ruck rather than blowing a is it a differential penalty
0: uh no it's a penalty
1: a penalty what's okay
0: Differentials happen right from scrum they're uh, ah, they're rear. correct
1: yeah. um so the, instead of blowing a penalty just six it's six, six ago and and as a viewer catches you by surprise doesn't it often you know the commentators aren't even picking up on them um the flow yeah. of the game is significantly um more cohesive there's no stoppages well, there's hardly any stoppages way less penalties obviously because the infringements are traditionally all around and in the ruck um the game's sped up and it's changed the dynamic of the game significantly what are your takeaways in terms of what it's doing to the game the tactics and who's exploiting it at this very early stage?
0: Well, look, what I would say is that I think even, you know, when we had, we didn't have the, when the rest didn't have this option just to wave six again, um, they'd have to blow a penalty. And as soon as the penalty's blown, there's so much sort of stoppages and fucking around when that penalty's blown. Then someone, someone says they've got an injury, or the trainer comes on, gives water. Like, so what, what they've done, they've got that sort of shittiness out of the game. I mean, look, League was no, not as bad as I don't think Union was, but there was still, as soon as that penalty's blown, very rarely does someone just kick straight into touch, you know. They fuck around and make sure someone's got a little niggle, someone comes on. Now it's just keeping the flow of, flow going, and I think that is good. I mean, I've sat down for 40 minutes and just been ingrained. Like, I've made a real effort this from round three, not to text during games like, right, like as soon as something amazing happens, I want to text you or someone Go look at that, how good, I'm saying don't do it, because you need to focus on the football, and yeah. you can't, because there's none of that, like, mm. fucking bit of penalty, so I think it's really good, I mean, I guess, look, for me, it's purely positive so far, um, obviously, it's round one, there's going to be teams, that are going to try and work around it and stuff, but I guess the only negative I guess out of it is potentially, uh, possession is now so key that you're seeing, you're you're seeing potentially less, uh, reggae, I I, I could say. Mm. So there's not as many, um, say, uh, flashy offloads on the second, third, fourth tackle. But I mean, to be honest, I haven't really seen that. Um, I I I think.
1: There's the obvious benefits of the speed of the game and the the fitter, the more aerobic fitness, bringing in, you know, little men, which I think is a huge benefit to um teams. And I think teams will game plan around this. And I even mentioned a couple of times, I can genuinely see the makeup of interchanges um almost being completely little men, maybe one big man. And I like the idea of maybe playing two hookers off the bench and having them, bringing them both onto the field. And it's essentially becoming... Like a touch football, you know, the first three, four hit ups, dummy halves really controlling it in the small men. And also the big wing is coming and you can bust around. So the channel of defense is a go- channel of attack is going so far up the middle that the, the benefit of eliminating some of the stoppages is firstly, there's no, you know, unwanted attention on referees calls. You know, all the attention's away from the refs now, which is good because rugby league people whinge about the refs, myself included. And I think the other good thing is without the stoppages, you don't have fucking idiots like Blocker Roach, Corey Parker, Brent Tate. And now what's, you know, becoming more and more Michael Innes talking because yeah. they don't have time to talk. So these yeah. retards, these ex leagies that are on the sideline and being asked to come, you know, switch over to them and give a fucking stupid opinion. We're not getting them because your Vossies and your dangananes of the game are controlling it like what good teams are controlling the ruck. So that is a yeah. huge benefit for me is in the actual product and the commentary is is stronger. But the most exciting thing is just the flow of the game and how quickly you can have a team who is inside their own 20, the red zone, to be attacking at the other end. It's an end-to-end game and there's going to have to be huge tactical adjustments from teams because last night, as the Storm, as we saw, probably have to rethink their strategy and what they were doing early in the season and for the last 15 years.
0: Yeah, I I, I I'll agree with you. It's been it's been uh, it's been great football, um, and we've been it's been we've been honoured to be able to watch what's been happening in this round three. You know,
1: mm. um, I guess the just, other one is uh, sorry, I was the sorry, just going to pick up on your point from earlier um, around <clears throat> just what it's doing for males. Um, I mean, hopefully females as well. League's a very inclusive game, but right. there's just been an outpouring of a a want and a and a willingness to go out there and um just celebrate sport and drinking, which is hand in hand. I'd love to see some statistics um in and around you know drunken. I suppose we don't really have the pubs to to probably get a good handle on it. Next weekend will be a really interesting to see about how many middle aged men just go out there and get rugby league drunk, you know, and maybe take it a little bit too far and end up shitting themselves and falling asleep and doing something incredibly embarrassing to them and their family but it's just there's so much pent-up testosterone out there that's waiting to be sprayed around like a painter's radio
0: yeah i guess so i mean i think new south so you guys new south wales can go to 50 tomorrow as of- All right, yeah okay so i think um victoria is only 20 tomorrow
1: i've got mates asking me to line up at a pub at 9am on a monday morning and they're legitimately <laughs> serious
0: Fucking hopes. I mean, yeah, look, I mean, I've just enjoyed being on, you know, being a big family man these days, watching it from home, you know, big screen. Well, and, oh, you know, I've gone on and on about this, but I've, I've listened to very little commentary. I have, I think like you, we're big music fans and I just don't have the time to, because I, I cannot listen to music at work. So I need to make as much, and I don't even have a commute now, right? So, Oh, now yeah. my, my music, um, listening is during league and I find that I'm, oh, oh, oh fuck, I'm enjoying it. I listened, us got some brilliant music last night during the, um, Storm Raiders game.
1: The, um, let's just, let's just touch on that for a little second. So you're not generally throughout the day, you're not, and you're working at home, um, yeah. in the engineering profession. I would have thought that that would have been hand in hand with listening to, you know, a nice deep, Mogwai album or perhaps something, you know, even like a Nicholas Jar um Boiler Room set. Like you're not are you not indulging? Uh
0: no. I mean I look I think over my career I've done it a little bit like trying but no, I mean my job these days is just collaboration, right? It's humans speaking to each other and coming up with solutions which look, I've got some people that I haven't had in my team in the past and they've done the old turn up put the um put the headphones in mm. uh and look i mean I, it's hard to judge but like I just sometimes just don't think they're quite getting the team involved because what you get and in and in like i guess it's like in any team environment right like you're trying to you've got problems you're trying to find solutions like just hearing what's going on in the other corner of the office is something that might change what you do mm. so I don't know. It's, you probably think engineering is a little bit more, um, you know, real process science based. But in a way, it's not. Right. It's actually the solutions you're coming up with. Yeah. you got to do the numbers and maths behind them to make sure it, it stacks up. But, you know, you, the especially these days, we're, we're trying to find out more sort of human problems to it. Right. Like why? Why is it even a problem? Right. So mm. we're trying to get from A to B. Mm. I think but
1: there's a, there's a time and a place for music. Having been in different corporate jobs, when you didn't even think for one minute to listen to music, headphones to other corporate jobs where you literally came into your desk, put your headphones in, and you know you could easily go three or four days without talking to someone. Yeah, but um, are, um, I, 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 mean, you've
0: I think actually, you've actually got background music, don't you? That <clears throat> yes, does. yeah. So and that's to change
1: it. You, you put background. You put music through all the speakers. Like in our current environment, we music blasting through Sonos speakers. And then yeah. people that have headphones are just—it's an insular thing that basically you're shutting off to the human side, as you say. Um, but I would have thought that your home office situation, so you're doing a lot more—you're zo- still zooming, um, so, teleconference,
0: uh, Microsoft Teams base. So yeah. I mean, fuck, not a bad idea. I guess I could have it in the bed. Ba- I'm just going to get it right. And, who knows? Maybe we'll try that. Just have it. Doesn't have to be because I listen to the music loud. That's a big issue with me. Mm. I They just get you know, don't really like it, but. I mean, I might try that this week just have some music on in the background that even cuz I mean, oh, 50% of my time I'm on the phone talking to people, right? Oh, so wow. if I if I've got that if I've got it at a right level where they can still I can still communicate, maybe it works. I'll give it a go anyway.
1: But back to what what we're seeing now is I tell you what, you can say a lot of different things about legal counsel. Um by the way, shout out to everyone out there the supporters, constant stream of communication throughout Covid. Look, we tried our best to bring out shows for the first two weeks legal aid. Um and as enjoyable as it was, it was fucking time consuming. Probably five times the amount of research into a normal show, but um yeah, shout out to everyone out there who's been uh, getting in and supporting us throughout the last couple of weeks and there's a there's a real burst of um excitement coming in through from from some of the loyal listeners, so shout out everyone there. Um <sighs> But but some of what we were saying two years ago is a bit of a laugh. Like, we've got cardboard cutouts. We've got fake noise. We've got everything that, you know, if you're looking at the future of the sport and live sport, this is an amazing sort of period to be associated with. And so much innovation, not just through, you know, live sport, but also how we watch sport on TV is is, is going to come out of this. What's your thoughts on the crowd noise um, and that kind of carry on? Oh, yeah, look... <laughs> I hurry up.
0: It's, uh, you've put that well, Ray Harry. We're in a time I don't know, there's some phrase out there saying like, desperation provides innovation or something, right? And honestly, the crowd noise thing's an interesting one. Like, to me it just sounds, like, if I actually think about am like, what the fuck? Like, why would I want to hear just fake crowd noise? But I actually do like it, right? So I can't go against my, I don't know, my inner loins in that respect. So and I think I've just, I've been thinking about it. But I think it's just comfortableness, like right? mm. league, league cult, culture, everything we, there's something to do with comfortable, like just, you know, like summer, right? Turning on the TV and listening to cricket commentary. Like to be honest, I don't get that anymore. So the stupid gets mm. on channel nine or whoever plays the cricket League seven, I think it is these days, like turning on the cricket now on summer doesn't give me that same feeling. Mm. I get it more out of putting on a YouTube, um, video, you know, Australia versus South Africa, 2006, 2007, where you've still got the chapels, the Greggs, the mm. lorries, like, that is still more culturally what I'm, uh, all about. Mm. Um, but yeah, crowd noise. Look, I'm, i actually all, well, all for it. In the, in the games that I have listened to the commentary, I don't, I don't mind. And, and you know what? One interesting thing in the first couple of rounds, I sort of thought, we, oh no! Sorry, there was a second round where we didn't have crowds. I sort of thought there wasn't the same intensity, mm. but but now when I've actually got either the fake it's crowd great. Or, or the music on, I'm like fuck, the
1: intensity is is, is right up there. Like it's,
0: it's, it's, there's no difference. It's
1: fantastic. It's it's I just cannot. I know there's been a little bit of banter back and forth about the crowd. It's brilliant. <clears throat> Once you get your head past it after the Broncos Eels game, it's it's just like. Because the camera isn't panning to the crowd so much. So you think that you're in a little bit of a cauldron of forty, fifty thousand 50,000 people. And I read an article about one of the, um, there's a couple of different companies doing it, but they build an algorithm based on like hundreds and hundreds of previous games at that ground. And, you know, the highs and lows of a game. And they're using like a synthesizer with a foot pedal. And they're pressing different things when different situations happening. So it's legitimate. And I think it's brilliant. It's. I
0: read. I read some article that uh, I think Phil and then Arrow went to a private consortium or something, a, yeah, Silicon Valley or something, and they quoted them two million bucks to do it. Mm. So they went to the old IT crew out the back at Moore Park, and they go, "Look, this is what we want. This is the brief," mm. and they did it three thousand bucks. <laughs> three thousand. Yeah, because well, it's not actually. To be honest, like, oh, I'm fucking not a big audio man and all that, but oh. Harry, if we surely not it, three thousand. hurry that's a joke. No, no, Benta, because no. obviously, because because uh, they've already got they're using the salaried people that were still there, so they just had to upgrade some software or something at the... you know. Yeah, the so they
1: spent man hours on it. Got you. Um, exactly. So, so, and what else can I gonna say? Well, the
0: other thing is our eyes. Like to be honest, if you were watching, um, oh VFL, I'd probably say or English Premier League. If you saw your like your your muscle you're not muscle, your brain's not a muscle. Your brain memory of watching like an image of Reynolds um yelling at the troops, generally that you know, Souths play home games at the same Australia, you've got a background of empty seats anyway. Do you mm. know what I mean? So it our brain memories don't actually associate like I, I I honestly believe Premier League or NFL, right? It would look really fucking weird if you had, I don't know. Um I do know, Peyton Manning going, yeah, get over there, over there with people yeah. like seats in the, nose like, with blank seats in the background. of league, you're sort of used to it anyway.
1: Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see that? I think you actually sent it to me on a league forum. There was like cardboard cutouts in the crowd and someone, <clears throat> so it's like a competition you can have your own, your face in there and someone put their dog in there and then right. someone <laughs> superimposed Joel Man- Monahan and Mitchell Pierce behind the dog and the cardboard cutouts.
0: Yeah, I mean, was- that was that, that was me last It was on Twitter. And the guy goes, um, oh, a couple of cardboard cutouts have sort of uh, moseyed their way up behind the dog at time. <laughs> Fuck, i a laugh. That that feels, is,
1: like, just quality. great
0: banter from the league uh, fraternity. Fuck, they're good.
1: Quick, quick run through the games. I think they're probably the most surprising result for me, certainly, having bet heavily against them. And I know that for feeder and TPJ were out, but to lose 34 six at home to the eels says as much about you as it does about the eels, I think. And I think the Broncos, that is just inexcusable. Um, and I know people are waxing on about the eels incidentally have only given up. What is it like? Um, six plus what have we got here? They've given up, what, three tries or something? Uh, So it's 12. So they've given up 12 points, 18 points in the first three rounds. It's pretty fucking impressive.
0: Yeah, look, it's... it's, I don't know. The Eels are going all right. I think, uh, look, it's round three, right, and it's round 1.5, really. We've got to give it a bit of time. The Eels were impressive. They did get the... I guess, if anything, they had the advantage of getting the right side of the six again calls. The Broncos just couldn't get the set. I mean, they were a better team.
1: Oh, 34 6, mate. You can't make any excuses. They got fucked.
0: Uh, yeah, quite. Mumsy just brought me in a uh, chicken and pesto pie.
1: Wow. The service, um, that's incredible service. Just a, just a Roger as well.
0: What do you mean, Roger?
1: A Scooby. A Roger Scooby vs. Shaq.
0: I don't know. I've already got one of the Peroni, Nistro, Azuro. It's not that um, league. Well, it's just lost the short, dear Murphys. Um. So yeah, bloody. No, I mean, I, that game Broncos. Look, let's see what happens round three. But you're right, Eels are <coughs> look, Eels aren't at the Raiders' position yet, right? The Raiders, we are just about there saying they are good, they are real good. They're going to get, and they they could. I think we're starting to see maybe a dynasty starting. No, no, not a dynasty, I should say, but a. Uh, Don't you have to Uh, win things like, um,
1: don't you have to win stuff to be a dynasty?
0: No, 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 so, yeah, that's not dynasty. I should we say we're going to see an era. I think we're starting to see an era, right? Like a, we might have a six, eight years era where we'll we'll remember the Raiders, whether they win anything or not, but they'll be competitive, like the, the famous Eagles era from 07 to, oh, to 2017, I think it was. And then they, bad year, but that's, that was an incredible era. So I think we're going to get an era like that for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And they won up. two
1: comps through that era. But that's, and would you say the dynasty? No, you wouldn't say the dynasty. No, a, d- a dynasty era. is you've got to win, like, multiple championships and keep a relatively um, similar team nucleus together. So I think the only real dynasty that we've seen in our lifetime, perhaps, is the Melbourne Storm dynasty. I know they ripped off a couple of championships. Um, and, Raiders, and you could era? say the Raiders in the <clears> early <throat> 90s, perhaps the Broncos. that Broncos, um, through the same period of time. That, I mean, that's you know, multiple rings though. And I think all those teams have done it <clears throat> back to the Raiders, yeah. so era, like, um, yeah, they're coming, they're coming up to era? an era, they're coming up
0: to the an other era, era you remember is like the mid 00s. No, no, sorry, the late 00 Warriors. There was an era there where we were quite good.
1: Oof, clutching at errors there. Um, back to what I think is the most impressive thing about the Raiders winners. They always tend to go good in Melbourne, but this is pretty much like a round one. And it technically wasn't, but Craig Bellamy's lost one round one ever. And the fact that they went down there and beat the Storm without John Bateman, who's carrying on like a bit of a, you know, he is obviously getting squeezed out because he's asking for a lot of money. 800 grand, is he worth 800 grand? Not mm. sure. Will he get 100 grand? Absolutely. Like the dogs will give him 800 grand today. Give the, give the dogs a call right now and they will write a check for Bateman 800 grand. Um, the great thing about it is that the, the, the Raiders have said, go and look. Our strong, our strong nucleus that we've built up over a, a number of years. You know, the guys like Soeola, Croker, Papali, Tapine, Whiten. Um, nah, Tapine came in from the Knights. So I'm thinking fucking died in the wall. Guys, Rapana, they've been there for six, seven, eight, nine years. Um,
0: okay, they built well,
1: around them. And they're saying, we're, we're, we're trusting the unit. And, you know, Bateman, you've been here one year. If you want to look around, look around. They've got a lot of talent around the fridges as well. So for them to go down there and beat the, sh- uh, beat the storm, tremendous. What I was... Uh, Fuck, their defence was good.
0: Oh, mate, it was phenomenal. The The, the, the great green wall, they're calling it. And what I was really impressed with how they sort of snuck Rapana in. Like, he is part of the fabric down there, isn't he? Like, he was Mm. always going to play. We we, they just they love him. You know how you can tell when, like when he scored that try. Just everyone loves him. He just must be a good bloke. It's just a. And and the other thing about the Raiders this year, which I think is a big advantage for them, which I've told you, Mm. is they have to bus a lot. They have to do a lot of bussing to like Campbelltown, and I think they had to bus home last night. That has got to be good for the team environment.
1: Yeah, it's very um it it like as Hodgson said, and they're like, you know, you want to get in and get out. There's a lot of hit and runs, um, in this new competition, isn't there? Like the the mm. people getting in and getting out as quick as possible. But Hodgson, the first thing he said, we'll have a couple of couple of beers and enjoy it. Fucking really? good on him. Like just these guys from the north of England, I just love how their identity of the Raiders now is that they've built an identity around pillars of locals, islanders, like really good, strong islanders, yeah. hard islanders and hard motherfuckers from the north of England. I just mm. love it. Like no other club has got a nucleus of Englishmen. And, and that's what the Raiders have done. Ricky was ahead of the time. I reckon that year where they, they had Tedesco, Proctor, Mansour, and who was that other one who just walked out on them? They reneged or backflip. Backflip was, was a big Proctor Never going to the Raiders, was he? Kevin Proctor. He did. Yeah. He backflipped. Um, really? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. And he ended up signing with the Titans. Wow. Um, and since that day, I think that they sat down and they said, right, how the fuck are we going to get our way out of this, out of this thing? Cause the Raiders were a bit of a joke back then. They had Ferner coaching yeah. and I, I think, no, maybe Ricky's first couple of years and they said, we're going to change our way that we recruit. And, you know, they bought back guys like Soyola from the north of England. They got real British guys like George Hodson, Elliot Whitehead, um and they started to change that club and slowly but surely they built around them. That's what the Warriors need to have a look at and go, right. Because I think if you're English and you're going to the um the NRL, yes, Australia is a much nicer destination from a from a weather and prospects, etc. But the Warriors need to be going harder at England. Um, who's that awesome prop that the dogs are getting?
0: Uh, Luke Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I
1: think, and, and it's actually, I think it was
0: Matty Johns actually said earlier last year. Interestingly enough, in the early 90s too, the Raiders were innovative in their, um, in their, uh, recruitment because they went, so back in those days, which is quite hard to believe, but back in those days, um, Christchurch, Wellington, West Coast, Hmm. Was not on any rate, any club's radar,
1: yep.
0: and so they picked up Quinton Pongia and John Lomax by well what they call New Zealand country because they see Auckland as the like the Sydney and then the everything else the country, hmm. and they picked Quinton and Lomax Lomax out of that right because they I think they were struggling to get players to go to Canberra as well they because they started off when they first entered the comp they they relied a lot on Queensland players like the Meningas the Belchers. Hmm. And then they are struggling with getting more equipment. So they innovatively went, well, what a, Let's go look at West Coast, Wellington. And they picked up a couple of fine players.
1: Yeah, I think I, – I love it. I just love – I want teams to have an identity, like what we said about the Titans, um, trying to get an identity around bringing the baddest of the – or the worst players. Look, so they should they. be getting Falau. They should be going hard after Falau, the Titans, right now. Um Name me the three winless teams, the three teams that have played three, lost three. Um, So
0: Bulldogs don't count, do they? No, so Bulldogs the Dra- are two. You've got Dragons, you've got the Sharks. No, Sharks won one, didn't they? Give me your answers. Oh, jeez, uh, oh, you put me on the spot. Um, Titans, Obviously. Obviously. And it has to be the Sharks, then?
1: Yeah. I didn't know the Sharks have gone
0: 0-3. Look, I don't want to talk too much. I mean, I can't really talk about much about the Tiger Sharks game, because as Scando said on the um, Supercoach Forum, 5.30pm is a fucking nightmare time uh, as a parent. Uh, so I watched very little of that. I sort of was cooking dinner and sort of had an eye on it. Um I saw the Tigers come out of the blocks. Harry Grant, like what I saw, looked fucking good.
1: Harry Grant and Billy Walters. So I've got this thing now where I make an excuse, you know, trying to manage a couple of kids and just like doing fake toilet breaks and just going and sitting as long as I can on the toilet with my phone, watching Foxtel so that I can get in maybe eight to ten minutes of uninterrupted league. And I did that um, a couple of times yesterday. Once during the Tigers game, and just watching the little men and the Tigers going up the middle, they're gonna get, they're gonna be well coached. Now the Tigers are three and a two and one. Right now, the Tigers, for me, looking at that eight spot, I don't mind them. I don't mind them as a wee ruffie to make the eight. Um, probably not that rough anymore, to be honest. Um, I think the Knights are going to drop out of the eight, and
0: I mean. It's worth talking about the meme that came out of that game. What was that? <laughs> Nothaluma's try off the, field, off the dropout. Like, fuck oh, me. Is it Josh? Josh, Josh Dugan Dug- like Josh Dugan started well, right? They were saying, oh, Dugan. I saw some members on WhatsApp saying, oh, Dugan's back. That was woeful. That was Bryce Cartwright-esque. <sighs> but, I mean, Dugan's like a not- He, Dugan's- Brave. brave. He's a field. fucking brave
1: player. Like, puts his body on the line, and that was, that was giving up. That's if you're down by sixty, you don't. I mean, I, I, I mean, don't think you can ever excuse
0: I've that. Someone score, I a drop out. Fuck. You,
1: know, you just literally walk through. Yeah. What's your thoughts on? Um, I think the Roosters made a bit of a statement, didn't they? Came out on Friday night and belted the Rabbitohs. You concerned I, about the Cody Walkerless Rabidos? Um oh, okay. Yes,
0: I am a little but I mean they were against a very good roosters, so I like gee, Kyle Flanagan played well, I thought, and just the the hits, the intensity, they just bashed them. Mm. Um I am worried about well, well, I'm not worried about Rabbitohs, but I am Consumed. look they make the eight. I think they make the eight, but I just mm. don't they can't make it. I don't at the moment, early on, but I can't see them make an impression. I mean, obviously, Reynolds had one of his worst games you'll see, mm. and you're not going to get that out of him again, I don't think. But, jeez, their creativity was lacking. The other thing that I did want to mention on that game was when big Tom Burgess went over, mm. like, that was a really good try for him. He fucking got right up the guts, really guts did and scored it. And no, no South guys came over and sort of congratulated him that much. Well, I thought in a team environment where, you know, you're getting bashed, 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 and you're not – and you get a try straight down the guts just from an individual's um just putting his head down and wanting it. Mm. There wasn't uh, – like, you know when people just jump on them and go yeah, – they're happy for you. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't do it. They were just sort of like – he started walking back, and they gave him a little, you know, bottom – little high-five down low. I was like, fuck, mate, if you're really keen on this – I don't know what Tom Burgess has done, but fucking get around him. He just – he scored you one try, and it was just from his individual want of it, you know?
1: How long till Wayne goes and puts Latrell back in the centres? Do you reckon he'll keep persue- per- persevering with it?
0: Oh, well, I've got no idea with Wayne anymore. Um, poor old Latrell.
1: He... Oh, I, I, I just want to just see Latrell in the centres because he actually looked an okay nick. You know, round one, round two, he looked fat. I think he's actually got himself, used that 10 weeks to get himself really back in shape. And he's just not a fullback. He's struggling with the positional um, demands of the position.
0: The lateral is an interesting one, Ray Harry, because I always think I'm like, in a way, you want him to fail because you've made one of the great calls that, you know, I think it was 2018, you could say in three years, he'll be playing out bush. I Actually,
1: he could be. He's okay, the kind of player that, that anything's in play. But I, I love Littrell. I want to see him go well. Yeah. And he's too good. And, and I feel that there's too much negativity around him, which is why guys are like Joey are coming into bat for him. I just want to see him at center carving up and I want to see him go well with him. because I think the more negative, I'm not sure how he's going to respond to just continued negativity. I think if I was Wayne Bennett, I'll go. And, and some people have said, look, Wayne is trying to prove a point to Littrell because Littrell's gone, I'm a fullback and he's going, I'll stick you there. And I reckon he might even be waiting for Latrell to go, put me at centre. That's how yeah. wily Wayne Bennett is. <laughs>
0: um, a good league mind, who you know who's a good league mind now too, is Hados uh, over in... Um, big shout uh, out. Big Raiders,
1: big, big Raiders fan.
0: Big Raiders fan. And he's got a good league brain. He sort of said, well,
1: Great you know, this
0: isn't the first shower, uh, first radio Bennett's been on. Mm. We're in round three. He's he's dealt with a lot of Indigenous players. Well, he knows what... He, Lateral will be at centre, just win and exactly. Uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's an interesting. It, it didn't
1: cost them the game, and this is the thing: they didn't lose because Latrell was at at fullback. They got just beaten because I think they're weak. Um, they weak up front. They, I mean, Totola, Tom Burgess, Jaden Sewer. I don't know. There's just not enough about that. There's not that fear factor of the the bunnies pack that they have once had. Um. Cameron Murray is fucking just so good and Liam Knight's nice yeah. a good player they're not the thing is you get Cody Walker back the trail in the centres they're actually only really for me one big kind of forward away but maybe it's that bench of Mark Nichols Ethan Lowe Bailey Seren and Tom Amoni maybe it's that's where it's, it is when you compare over to the Roosters who bring out like Leo Verrill's yeah, yeah, Tupanui and yeah. Nat Butcher like you've just that just shows the depth of the Roosters and I, well, I had, to, I think,
0: you know, I think Victor Radley, fuck it, and I'm at one of his. And I don't know why I didn't dislike him, but fuck, he's starting to turn me round. He's Jeez. a
1: local to me, mate. I love Radley. He's a fucking animal.
0: Oh, mate, he played wicked on uh wicked chicken on a uh, Friday night, mate. Yeah. I'm starting to like him. Like, I thought Eastern Suburbs boy will make a couple of things, but he's he's almost. I prefer Cameron Murray because I think they're very similar players, you know. I think we're going to remember the Victor Radley era or the Cameron Murray era. Fuck, Radley's just got his nose in front all of a sudden for me. Over who? Murray, Cam Murray.
1: It's hard because Radley's playing in the, the Roosters team. So he's, he's, I think Cameron Murray's a, a better player by, by a margin. And I also yeah. think Angus Crichton is also better. Um, not that we're comparing them. Angus Crichton is just getting better and better. He started off poorly for the um, Roosters. The fuck, he got good near the end of last year. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. This Mate, he's team not. going away.
0: Look, Mick when he sees a good footballer, he no, he doesn't miss out on many of them, does he? I mean, no. yeah, Radley, the thing is, it's, I guess the thing about Radley that gets me is the stereotypical Eastern Suburbs kid He's actually just throwing that out the window. Like his fucking hits, his technique,
1: he just. But, but, but stereotypical Eastern Suburbs leaguey. This is the thing. Like an Eastern Suburbs kid, yes, but an Eastern Suburbs leaguey, like a Bronte and Valley. there's been fantastic League's, um yeah, okay. bred in those areas. He Isn't is it? just a great young talent. And I want to see him in the sky blue jumper this, this later this year.
0: Wait, but I just, I, I read him. To me, their whole career is Redley and Murray. They're just going to be in parallel with each other. Because they could, to me, they'll be one-club players, won't they?
1: Yep. Yep. Yep, definitely. Okay, we've got a couple of big bits to hit on. Warriors 18, Dragons nil. I feel like the Warriors probably aren't getting the respect that they deserve because the Dragons were so bad and people just cannot believe how bad, badly coached and organised that team is with with a pretty decent list. I thought the Warriors, who were down probably seven or eight, you know, first choice players, if not more, turned up with great energy. This new rule change, as I said to you midweek, will actually suit the Warriors when you've got big, aggressive wingers that um, do a lot of work and good, small men. Um, They had Aaron Lawton off the bench as well as Nick Arima, Wade Egan, obviously Roger. They just, again, they're channeling that middle. Third of the field, and I think, you know, natural touch footy is going to suit the Warriors and the Warriors style of play. I would actually like to see teams, and, and it reminded me when Ignatius Parsi came off the bench late. I think you could see teams going right, two little men on the bench, one second rower, and one prop forward, like a traditional big, like a Parsi, and hold back Parsi until like the 55th or 58th minute, and when the game's kind of rolling, and then once that middle third is, is moving, bring on a fresh big set of legs and they could just roll through that middle. You know, imagine a, um,
0: Victor, a, a
1: junior Paulo type, um, or just holding him back, you know, and just going up the middle, up the middle, up the middle and start with a more conservative like type of prop. I just think that there's real innovation to be had now and looking at the, the makeup of the bench. Um So I think the Warriors are actually really wholehearted, and I don't know that they were 44 from 44 in the 75th minute until the debutant, Jack Murchie. Jack Murchie, Jack Murchie, and they went. They still finished with the highest completion rate of all time. Um
0: But um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Harry, and you saw some of my messages. I mean, the Warriors, I they, they've shocked me years and years, but like that is a different type of shock. To go out with the Warriors and complete forty five out of forty where the fuck did that come from? Like Mooks and two of us shek have somehow got the team um I mean, what have they done with their their mindset? I mean that is just un- so un Warriors like. It's like it it wasn't inc- it was they've done something in camp there. And, 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 and like it was gonna be it could work for us or it could work against us. Hopefully it's working for us. Just gee. That was incredible. I
1: was talking to my neighbor who's a big Raiders fan um, this morning, and he was saying, he goes, you know what? I thought the same thing. Is it going to go? And if they had a lost this game, you could easily see, you know, potentially a big slide coming. But you've got to go back to Kiwi League tours, end-of-season tours. Yeah. And you know we never win one-off tests, but it's when yeah. you go out on camp, bond together and living in each other's pockets where real bonds are created. And you just want to play for that man next to you. And they go from strength to strength. So there is a world where this actually galvanises the Warriors, That I'm starting to believe that it could be possible. Obviously, early days yet, yeah, impressive early work. Days.
0: And we've got, I mean, how many can come back, Sakia? I mean, Fuzzy Tour is back next week, I believe. To find out a few
1: weeks. We're, we're getting, getting
0: Paasa yeah. from Ululi from roost which will be awesome. I mean... Uh, and I think he culturally he'll fit quite well, but uh, he's
1: only, um, he's gonna coming four, for five weeks.
0: Yeah, okay. But I mean, we just need, we just need that assistance. I mean, that's the only thing I can sort of think okay. about as a, as a, uh, criti- so a criticism about your two small men on the bench type thing is that injuries and HIAs these days, yeah, they come back and fast. So I'm thinking, could you, could we, ex- especially this year, why don't we make the bench six, but keep the same interchange? Just this year, because
1: we've got no New South Wales Cup, right? Hmm. Interesting. So more like a, like a basketball game where guys literally come on yeah. the field for like five minutes and then that's it. You know, yeah, come on, hit a couple of threes, good. make a couple of stops.
0: Sometimes
1: they, sometimes they wouldn't get on, you know,
0: that's life.
1: I have to say, I really like that. Keep the interchanges the same, but have more yeah. people, more selections. Really think yeah. that's interesting.
0: Um okay. be more injuries with the more fatigue. I don't yeah. know. Oh, someone will know the stats on that.
1: Well, there's more HIAs, there's more people coming off the field because they're more no, muzzling around the head knocks. So.
0: When you're tired, your your head goes in the wrong position. So yeah, let's let's maybe if all our fans could tweet that to Valandis, you'll probably get it done.
1: Okay. This is it. Sunday tips. I think I'm O from four this year. Which is fucking good. Good synergy there. Tonight, yeah. Panthers-Knights, no Cleary, no Ponga at Campbelltown? Yep. What say you?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, just if you look at the Knights' backline, it's just, it's just, it's just nothing. Like, it's a New South Wales Cup backline. So they are 2-0, which is incredible. I. They're to both me, 2-0. I know they're both 2-0, but to me it's, oh, if you just look at the, back lines. It has to be the Panthers, I think. And this young Matt Burden, you keep an eye out on him tonight, Harry. No,
1: I'm a big fan. I love what he did that game last year against the Sharks. Um, Big fan. I like this guy.
0: I'm actually, uh, to be honest, I was going to come onto the show and sort of say, oh, this is the least sort of fired up game I am from. But fuck, I'm actually now standing over, I've probably got four beers on him about now, but gee whiz, I'm fired up for this now. he's yeah. just two real it's gonna be good. Are you there? And the fans of these guys deserve after these sixty seven days, they're gonna be into it, aren't they?
1: Oh that's 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 a that's a solid, you know, that's that's a game that you you, you definitely keep your eye on. But the next one for me oh. and these are these are my these are both of us that we've picked to win the to win the comp this year. Manly. Manly versus Bulldogs. And where's this being played? Central Coast.
0: Uh you also no idea if you look it up.
1: Uh, okay, it's in front of me, and it's the Central Coast Manly Dogs. What's your thoughts?
0: He's uh, manly. It has to be manly, right? But I mean, again, still just loving so many questions on it. Um,
1: look, we, we, be, look, we're both aligned here, Manly. Um, oh, I mean, we're going to see. The, we're going to see Tom Taborovic in full flight today, at, and a beautiful surface. Um, it's not a bad dog side; they're going to be very willing. But this Manly team's going to put a fucking score on them, aren't they? Yeah,
0: by it's rights, if you look at, I mean they should. I mean they should do. Yep, yep. I mean I want to. I love to. I love to see the first twenty minutes of the Bulldogs' desperation on defence, but. Mm. Yeah, no four, uh, and and then, well, I think they just needed to keep investing in uh Brandon Wakeham. I know he's going to have some, but mate, he's got something about him, you know, which Colga doesn't.
1: Now, interesting, just looking ahead, so we're aligned. Thursday night game. Poof. Ho, ho. Broncos, Roosters. Pub game, Panthers, Warriors, followed by the Storm Sharks. So Thursday, Friday. Storm Rabbits. Storm Rabbits, sorry. Yeah. Wow.
0: Our game just gets better. It just gives, doesn't it? That what is
1: a f- fucking good lineup for the first three games. I don't even need to talk about the rest. Um We're back. So we are back with our regular Sunday slot. Thanks again for all the support. Um Just a great afternoon of footy ahead of us. Fire through any questions to Legal underscore Council on Twitter. Most of you know the email address. Um, legal underscore counsel at com. Anything last thoughts from you today?
0: Uh, nah, just re-hurry. You just really enjoy your league today. You I'm deserve it. I love, it mate. I'm gonna love day, it, mate. Have a few beers and just fucking embrace <laughs> this great game of ours. Wow, it's great, isn't it?
1: It's a great game. You've got to love your league.
0: I love your league. If league leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. Ooh, no, man, please don't go. And if league leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me.